Ben on Union Power Radio. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What the Heck Show on UnionPowerRadio.com. Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters of Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. Today is October 4th. We're all preparing for a beautiful autumn season. Halloween is on the rise. And we are here with the big bad wolf himself, Hector Fortis. Uh, also here today, we got my co-host, Jamie Haynes. Yeah, 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 I'm here, baby. I, I don't know why I call you Haynes. It's actually Holligan. It's about time he shows up. Oh, don't We're be having right. a lot of echo because of that speaker there. All right, let's shut the speaker off. Shut that off. Shut that off. Yeah. Thank you. All you right, no so. working for free. <laughs> there you go, that's better So I'm your host, as always, Tony Rosario And we have today a special show We have, uh, who's calling in later, Hector? Uh, James Wright from the Odd Slate That's right, James Oz from the Sean O'Brien, Fred he, Zuckerman Slate Yeah, he's going for the uh, President at Large, Vice President at Large Okay, and uh, he'll be calling in uh, an hour into the show uh, Sometime around 3 o'clock and uh, today as a special show, because I got some of the stewards from Forster Avenue. A lot of us were born and raised at Forster Avenue. And uh, some of my favorite stewards are here today. My steward that I dealt with for a long time, my personal steward when I was a driver, Juan Acosta. Juan, yeah! <laughs> Juan the mic is right in front of you, Juan. And, and we got Good my steward. <laughs> Mr. David Cockwell. Dave Cockwell from the Ocean Hill Center. Yeah, I'm here. In the house. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Another great story. We got one of the Forster favorites, Mr. Antoine Andrews. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to be here. And we got one of my personal faves, a young up-and-comer. Her name is Esther Curry. She's been around for a couple years here at Forster Avenue. She's been making some noise on the preload. And I want to give a special shout-out to Esther Curry. Everybody, glad to be here. Yeah, she looks real tough, man. And she, she don't, don't play, play around, man. Oh my she's gosh. she's the Forster Avenue morning pit bull. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, one of the uh, first topics that we're going to discuss here today and has been uh, oh, you know what? 
Let's talk about some sponsorship. At the golf outing, we had, uh, as you guys know, they raised a serious amount of money. I think twenty-two was the twenty-two thousand dollars was the outcome um, of all that was uh, generated for the Doc Doherty Foundation, and you know, helping out our teams to children make it, get scholarships, go to college. So uh, we want to give a big shout out to Stacy Braun and Associates at three seventy-seven Broadway. New York, New York, 10013. We want to give a big shout out to City Plowing, 6914 48th Avenue, Woodside, New York, 11377. Big hey, shout out. Just read the names, man. Oh, we, oh, we, I just, oh, we had to do the addresses too. Okay, just the names then. Garofalo Plumbing and Heating. Uh oh, 5 0. Garofalo Plumbing and Heating, Dr. Fragola, uh, DDS. We got Eisner and Dictor, Impala Press. Holiday Financial, our brothers at Holiday Financial, Jim Warner and Joe Tedeschi, were at the golf outing and actually also gave money for all the uh, members that put in the uh, financial request forms. We want to appreciate that. Who's, who's promoting all this? Is Jamie, did you get a little side dish to say all this? No. <laughs> yeah. One of the good BAs, Brother Scott Damone. Okay. He told me to make sure I announce it. Big they shout out. Good sponsors. Big shout out to Amazing Smiles, Charney and Wheeler. Carmel Advertising, IBT Local 295, Precision Label, Dr. Tucci, DPM, IBT Local 251, Botanica Bazaar, LI Federation of Labor, AFL-CIO, IBT Local 202, Joe Dispersia, one of our guys from the, uh, what was that, uh, Transamerica, we also got IBT Local 802, IBT Local 43, IBT Local 812, JT Insurance and Splash Auto Spa. We want to thank you guys all for contributing. And uh, Mr. Holligan would we like have, to say we something. We have a couple more. Wow, got, what the hell? Got TJ's Hero Shop, <laughs> IBT Local 107, IBT Local 282. We got Apple Honda. I said the show's over. Stu Goldstein. <laughs> Stuart Goldstein. Maurice and Maurice. That's right. Maurice and Maurice. Tower Flowers. The T-shirt guy. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. The Ham the Hampies family. Butch Binder Tunic and Company. Thank you all for supporting us. All right. We got a lot of people here today. You can hear the clapping. It's not even fake that's this a, time. That's a lot of sponsors right there. Yeah, that's that a, is. That's a good turnout. <laughs> <laughs> wake up, wake up. Um, well, you know what? It was a very good golf outing. I had a great time. Uh, my brother Acosta was there. He was uh, swinging the club, getting a couple shots off. <laughs> Driving around the golf cart. I kept riding through the green. <laughs> But we had a great time. We had a great time. Uh, now to more serious topics. We need to speak about this safety situation. There's a lot of people. Um, it's going across our whole local that have been up in arms about the safety issues and what's been going on, especially after this uh, uh, a manager ended up uh, having an incident with one of the drivers and actually had a collision, hit him with the car. And, you know, also... There's been talk, you know, Mr. Perone himself has said um, that he was thinking of pulling the safety. He actually wrote a letter to the IBT. Um, I don't believe they uh, reciprocated. They didn't like the they didn't like the idea or whatever. 
So, and then we had a big long discussion on it apparently on our Facebook page, and uh, a lot of people were uh, had mixed feelings on it. That's a good thing, though. It's it is good a good to thing. have different views, and then that's the way you become stronger. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, I remember when when this all started, even when the the board first got elected. Um, one of the first thing Vinny said that is we have to do something and revamp the safety committees if any stewards felt that there was anybody in their safety committee that needed changing make that change and let's try to you know let's try to change the format let's try to do something I remember personally my steward at the time Juan Acosta was one of the stewards that actually tried to make a change and he caught a lot of backlash for it and it was pretty serious and um, it caused a little division but I think we got past it and everybody's still back now on the same page but things like that is what we have to work on trying to like you were saying Jamie everybody has a difference of opinion we have to get through that we have to get past it we have to work on getting back together so I'm understanding that there was a safety zoom meeting uh, not too long ago yeah this morning at 10 o'clock oh that was this morning at 10 o'clock this morning Wow it, it was, was I don't know did you guys get the info were any of you guys involved in the safety zoom meeting this morning I'm now learning about it. I had no idea. Wow. And uh, are, you part of, are you part of the uh, safety committee? No, I'm not. Uh, but who it, organized the safety committee? Who, who organized the Zoom it, meeting? It was, uh, I guess, Vinny Perone. Because uh, I got a last minute uh, awareness also. And I'm on the board. <laughs> so. So, uh, anybody, Dave, were you made nah, privy? No, nah, I had no, uh, no idea about it at all. Mr. Acosta? Well, well I think. I make it a point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I make it a point not to uh, step on my safety committee's toes because, uh, you know, they do their thing. They've been do safety committee in general has been doing a great job. So I try not to step on their toes because I try to keep them, you know, you know, keep them doing what they got to do. Franco. Yeah, that he didn't that uh, none of you guys from the shop stewards uh, gave him a heads up on what happened with Franco or uh, any safety issues about the car hitting him uh, about him getting discharged he says he told that on zoom meaning that he didn't know nothing he said the communication sucks in uh foster and i i, I beg to differ on that one i mean well yeah i, I think the communication strongly, is good strongly well, disagree we, with we, that everybody knew about um you know and you had to know about Hold on, situation. hold on There's a second no mr holligan uh eugene braswell is that you on the line sir that's it's, it's me. All right, Eugene Braswell, Eugene. Foster Avenue. What you sipping on, fool? <laughs> what you sipping on, fool? <laughs> what up, Braz? What up? What up, Braz? What's good? What's good, Jimmy? Okay, what happened with the safety committee is the safety committee is on that thing. We started seven, seven thirty. So we didn't involve them because they were already on the clock. So when we were having the rallies outside, I never mentioned to anybody on my safety committee what we were doing out there. You know, because like I said, they were already on the clock. Right. Right. But after so a few I'm days. I'm assuming that's what he meant. Okay. Because I'm thinking after a few days of protesting, which we were all out there protesting, um, everybody said a few things. Antoine, Acosta, uh, the, the day before the last day of the protesting, we actually had the whole executive board actually just showed up. We didn't even expect it. It was like, whoa, where'd you guys come from? And they were all there. It was like a huge raid. And um, I mean, you had to know what was going on. There's nobody in that building that I believe didn't know what was going on. So for someone to say that this morning, well, we knew at first. I would find that a little hard to believe. It's not. It's not that. Like, once again, it's not like.
didn't know what was going on is that if they were already already on the clock we didn't include them in our plans out there right uh, okay. it's, it's not like they can come outside and get on a protest um with us for brother franco and then go back inside the building and not have a problem right you know how they especially foster you know how they are in foster yeah but that didn't happen that didn't happen uh a one-day shot it was a couple of days that uh antoine was, was out there was, was you know, with the protests and all that so why brother we we we, are, we were out there every day but but we're, we're still yeah. on a, we're still on the clock at the safety committee because we start early during right. the protest time we're on a clock so we can't we can't leave the building to go across the street didn't I just say that? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> Didn't I just say that? Didn't I just say that? I just, I just, I just, just want to gain some clarity. What did, what did he not know about the incident that took place with Franco or the rally that was taking place but outside? My understanding is the rallies. He said that he, well, on the Zoom call this morning, he said that he, the communication is, is not good. He wants more communication and that... Uh, that he didn't know about this uh, member being uh, escorted, you know, discharged or getting hit by a car. Uh, he also asked, was there a camera or anything, um, video? And, you know, Vinny said, yes, there was a video. So it was just kind of shocking for him to say that he had no communication with the stewards there because I know, I personally know these stewards and they communicate with each other all the time and especially you, Broswell. So I, I didn't understand what he was saying that he didn't know. It was a rally out there every day uh, with Antoine, Acosta, and a, and a lot of members. And I don't know, and I saw him pass by. Like he just went right by us. Um, so I don't I, know if I could interject with that. Yeah. Uh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, when it comes to the safety committee, right? Like I said, I don't step if uh, if uh, Mr. Bennett went to them or anything like that. But I mean, it was already communicated to us. It was already. I think you know. Listen, let's stop beating around the bush. What he did not know about. It didn't come from the company because the company was trying to hide this incident. So maybe that's what he's referring to. You know, because when, as, as Juan Acosta mentioned, when we talked about the OSHA law, was it documented on the OSHA law? It came from the safety committee that we didn't it's know about. It's still not on the OSHA law, but that... I'm sorry, Brass? I said it's still not on the OSHA law, well, but that's that... That's because the company is trying to sweep it under the rug. So that is my... my what. He's, he's talking about in regards to the company not informing the members and the safety committee in regards to this incident. Well, maybe we need to get him on the phone so he can clarify for himself. I don't have his number. I'll try to reach out to him. Yeah. Oh, if he's listening, Sean Bennett, if you're listening, give us a call. The number is 347-403-0705. We're in no way, you know, we're not trying to make an argument out of this. I mean, you know, if he didn't know, he didn't know. But um, to say that our communication, what's the word he said he used? Sucks. I mean, we're on the same page Whoa. here. I, I will vouch for every one of these stewards here, Mr. Braswell, Mr. Cockrell, myself, and Antoine. We communicate. We do communicate. If there's something where we're, we're on lunch, and Antoine and myself, we go on lunch and we communicate. Yeah, you know, we get on the phone, we communicate. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I'm I mean, an inside steward, and you guys yeah. involve me. I get calls from Cockrell yeah. sometimes, Antoine and Acosta. So, yeah, you, know, you know, I'm I still just, in the loop. I just kind of, I just kind of, I, uh, I kind of feel insulted as a steward in Foster Avenue of all places when you know when they try to bash my guys. You bash one steward, you bash us all. 
That's right. And that's for everybody. An injury to I, one I, I is an injury I just don't understand why would he say that he, he had no knowledge of the whole thing. I mean, everyone knew about that. Even me from the Bronx, I knew about it the first day it happened. Well, so. I guess. Well, well, let, well we, 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 let's dead that issue. We have yeah, to wait for him to get on, on because yeah, he has yeah. to clarify for himself. Yeah. You know, we can all give different difference of opinions on what he meant or whatever. But I guess you know when he if Brother Braswell gets some, he can call in and clarify for himself, and then we. That would be it, but we can't. Ain't nothing we can say now because we don't, really don't know what he meant. So, all right. Well, let's stick to safety uh, since we're already on the topic. And the big, the big question is now, and a lot of the debate that's been going on is, a lot of the debate that's on that's that's ongoing right now is whether people feel that the safety committee should be pulled or that the safety committees should stay instated as they are now or whatever it is because right now that's the big debate that's going on should we as a group of members decide you know what the company is using safety as a sort of dog and pony show where they want to show the world that they care and that they're trying to be safe and then you have drivers uh, on the actual safety committees that take it seriously they're not looking at it like it's some kind of dog and pony show. They want to make sure the, member, the members get their PPE. They want to make sure that the uh, vehicles are being sanitized. And, and you know, Acosta have mentioned this, uh, and a couple other stewards have mentioned this, the fact that we, as workers out there, especially the drivers who are out there dealing with the public all the time, COVID is still out there. It's still on the rise. Uh, there's 7% spikes in certain neighborhoods. Uh, especially neighborhoods um, with, uh, with where the communities aren't exactly paying attention to what's going on, and they're still they're still acting like this isn't happening. And our drivers are still at risk. And you know, obviously, nobody has offered us any sort of hazard pay, which is probably going to be on the table for the next contract after all of this. And at the same time, the company is is trying to create this illusion that they're there is so much importance on safety but we as members and are in there in the day day in and day out dealing with what's going on know that the truth is that's not happening okay the truth is we're still very much in danger our lives are in danger our family's lives that we put at risk are in danger so when vinnie perone says you know what let's pull the safety committees to show these guys a, a message you know i i, I stand behind that I say to myself, you know what? They're the ones that are supposed to make us feel safe. They're the company. They're the ones with the billions of dollars that can easily come in and protect us, make sure the buildings are sanitized properly, the vehicles are sanitized properly, the bathrooms. Make I mean, sure we have the equipment. I mean, come on, in Foster Avenue, they just started fixing our roof. Why? Because we were out there protesting with the fat cat. Why did they come down and shut down what was going on? Because it was illegal, because the union came out, because we as members stood together and we made that happen. We made that happen. So if we want to make change, especially when it comes to the safety committee BS that's going on, maybe it's time that we take a stronger stance on it. You know what I'm saying? What are your feelings on that, Mr. Costa? Well, when, when I was in safety, uh, you know, my, my, my first priority was the safety of everyone, not just the members, but management as well because we all share that building. And, you know, there's been word around in some of the other buildings, some other COVID cases in other buildings where, you know, um, members are 
anyone came in and you know and uh the fact that they came in and they had it maybe they didn't know it. we don't know this we don't know the story but you know the way it was handled in the beginning as far as not telling us that there was a COVID case in the building so that we wouldn't know so that we wouldn't take precautions ourselves right and you know and it didn't just put us in any kind of danger it put everyone in danger absolutely and the thing is when i went into the safety committee it was for the safety of everyone and i and i took it very seriously and i still do take it very seriously but you know the other side has to take it seriously as well this isn't a joke i mean safety in that building applies to everyone because let me tell you i'm not gonna say that i'm in it you know because it's a union safety committee i'm in it because i'm in it for the safety of everyone and the thing is is that if if someone gets hurt would it really matter if it was management or the member you know, think about that. And, you know, that person that gets hurt is a human being. You know, and if that person gets hurt, I mean, that, that, that could affect their families, that could affect other people, that could affect us all. That's right. Especially with this COVID thing. Yeah. You know, so. It, it spreads like wildfire. Mr. Cockrell, you have anything to add? Well, uh, for myself, I, um, you know, I think it's important that, you know, the members... Listen, I understand about the HIPAA laws, but I think it's important that for the members to, you know, does everybody understand what, what went on with the president and everything and all the people who, who, have been, who have been affected, you know, because of whether his intentions were intentional or unintentional. I, I just think that it's important that the members are aware of, you know, how we don't, we don't have to attach a, a name to it, but we should at least know how many or, you know, and you know, management needs to be, you know, correct. Absolutely, have us better, have, have us more informed, you know, because we don't want to have a super spreader. We don't, we don't want, you know, for you know, twenty guys out. You know, just we, you know, we don't, you know, we don't because that because that affects, you know, that affects you know our families and passing it on to other people and passing it on to small children and you know our elderly parents and things like that. So it's very important. I just believe that the, the company should be more, you know, forward with this information because it's really important because people are people are dying. People are getting very sick and, you know, that's just something I think that, that really needs to change. That's right. As, as far as, you know, the information that the company is. And, and it's funny that you say that because the NFL just right. delayed a, a football game because one guy caught COVID. And they said that they're gonna suspend that game. Right. So when someone in 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 a company, you know, is, has COVID, and, yeah. and yeah, we don't suspend the game. We don't suspend right. the day. Right. You know, everybody comes to work, and they got to be extra careful That's now. Right. Who who's the person? I mean, you know, because you, HIPAA law, you can't say who it was, but you at least clean out the truck that he was using. That the next guy that goes into that truck, right. that is, right. you know, sanitized. But they're not even doing that because you know what? Their 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 thing is use the car washes to do pickups and do everything else, and not wash any cars. So the cars are dirty and, and it, it's disgusting. I mean, I I went I did a raid by myself in 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 uh in the Bronx and what I found there and if you guys see the pictures you guys are going to be fucking amazed how they dis they, they they don't give a fuck about no, they don't they don't give a fuck about any safety I found hazard material under belts leaking no one does nothing about it I found uh you know you a lot of dirt dust I mean kitty the kitty litter shit it was like over there you walk around the back in the primary all that dust is coming up 
all that dust is coming. People walk out of there with black booger nose, you know, you, you, the, the boogers. Because when they dig, you yeah, know, that's gotcha. how much dust all is there. All the dirt in their mucus. You think the company gives a fuck? But the safety committee, you know, they have to, right now, they're using the safety committee for their advantage, passing out masks, gloves. But we need the safety committee to do other stuff. Yeah, load quality. Stuff. You know how many guys complain about their load quality on everyday basis? Mr. Well, Andrews, do you have anything uh, you want to add? I mean, we in regards to the cases, we had all we had all rights to know, not names because of the HIPAA law, but cases, the amount of cases. In the beginning, they were hiding a lot. You know, we had we had meetings with the uh, managers in, in Forza Avenue, and we demanded that they, you know, release these cases. You know, because there were guys that were coming up, you know, positive, and you know, when we would go to the company. It's not documented, so it's important for us to know what's going on around us so, you know, we can heighten our awareness without its concern. But in regards to safety overall, I just want to take this time out to commend all of the safety committee members in Forest Avenue and across the local and across this um, country for stepping up. These guys, were, these guys and girls were on the front line handing out, you know, PPEs, masks, gloves, whatever have you. And... Um, to me, that's very important. Uh, we need communication. The company just, you know, they don't care about safety. And we have to make sure that our safety committee members are doing the right thing. The guys that I, the guys and girls that I chose from my center, I have confidence in. And they, I know, I know you mentioned it earlier, that there are guys who are part of the safety committee who are passionate about it. That's right. So they step up, they come in early, and... They do, what, they do what they have to do for the, for the membership. So in regards to cutting the safety committee, if you're going to have this safety committee handing out flyers and, you know, just handing out what? Apples and bananas. Apples and bananas. and Apples you know, and bananas. Things that the company would like <laughs> them to do, I believe then. In that case, you know, we should, you know, rehash and reform the safety committee. It's very important right. that, that they are on the same page with That's our right. stewards. You know, we can't have the safety committee being on one page and the stewards being on a, on a different right. for ex different uh, page. For example, if there's any safety violations within any particular building, that safety committee safety committee should step up and push that grievance across the table or sit down with the company and address these matters because it's very important for it to come from the safety committee and not not just the stewards. Let me ask you a question. Any of your safety guys are putting in grievances on Article 18? There has, the, is that maintenance and standards? There, there, there has, no, that's, the, that's stewards have put in, the stewards have put in a safety, a safety grievance, not recently, right? From, yeah, we from put Boston. in uh, a, a recent uh, Article 18, that's safety, but... I believe we also put, we did put in a, a maintenance and standards as well, where we talk about the uh, poor working conditions in Forza Avenue, yeah. with leaking roofs when the rain falls, <laughs> lack of AC, you know, fires in dumpsters, <laughs> trash all over the place. Listen, what about putting plants in, in, in front of the building? So, you know, make, make the building nice, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just like Forza Avenue has to be the shit show. Forza yeah. Avenue has to be the trash. We place. are the redheaded stepchild of UPS. Let me tell you something, we're, uh, Foster is a, is a building. <laughs> it's, a, it's one of a kind. It, right? And when you guys all, the business agents all come, they realize it's, that, right? It's one of a kind. <laughs> but we're, but <laughs> we are proud to be there. It's that's our right. building. We it's are. And building. we don't play around. That's and fucking we're right. Not, and we're not going to stop doing what we're doing. 
because they don't want to fix it or whatever. We're not. We're gonna keep doing. And what that's we're why doing. if the we're roof out there if protesting. the roof don't fall on your head. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, there was something that that was mentioned to me this week as far as with dealing with the insiders safety committee from Forsterville. How come they're not coming in a little bit earlier to hand out the PPE to the insiders? So that way they can be protected and have their gloves, their masks. So when the drivers come in, we can feel that everything is secure and protected. And that was brought up to me by a management personnel. How come they don't get enough time to come in and hand is, out Is that the just happening at Forsterville? Because I know in Forster Avenue. The insiders. Yeah, don't, well, they, give they it to Esther. That's why I'm leading it to Esther yeah. so she can speak. Because, Esther, I, I know you have. You can, you, uh, what's his You know, name you guys again? could use that other mic also. Just turn it on. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a switch. Right. Just turn it on or off when you're ready to speak. <laughs> Go ahead, Esther. Okay. Um, dealing with uh, Foster Avenue, there is the safety committee uh, co-chair, which is Kamani Desai. He's the one that hands out the PPE during the operation. Does he come in? Does he come in? He's a full-time uh, inside. He's a full-time inside, inside, inside. Does he get extra time to come in to hand it out? Or he's hand no, he hands it on the clock. Right, but right. he starts early right. before a lot of the part-timers right. do There's come in. He's already on the bull car, right? right. Driving There's around with the stuff, and anybody that stops entrance. him. They do not want to pay anybody to be there early. Mm. Wow. That's coming from the horse's mouth. Mm. Wow. So apparently, apparently well, that's happening that, at Forsterville, Esther, too. now that you have the mic, what are your thoughts on especially dealing with the inside because a lot of the guys here are dealing with the driver standpoint where the trucks aren't being clean and just walking into being an insider and and seeing what's happening on the inside as far as safety goes do you see these part-timers wearing their masks are 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 they getting out enough ppe to everybody in the morning hand sanitizer making sure the guys are staying safe and guys and girls i'm sorry number one if there's somebody at the door, they could have their PPE at the beginning from when they come in the building. So you mean like they do for the drivers? Because exactly. they have a driver at the door oh, making I sure everybody who comes when I'm in. Exiting the building. Right. Now, that's the thing. For you it goes guys. back to they don't want to pay anybody to come in. So maybe that's something that the local, the e boys. Well, if Sean Bennett calls in, it's something we can talk to him about because, I mean, I don't feel like it's always necessary to involve the e-board if it's an issue that we can handle ourselves as far as safety committee goes. I mean, the safety committee is there to work for us. So why? Turn it on. Yeah, yeah. It's on? It's on? Hold up. Yeah, go ahead. My issue is that if a management personnel brought up the issue with someone not being there early, right? So why is there an issue to begin with? If, if someone from management said, hey, you know, why is it that there's someone out here early enough, you know, to, to hand out PPEs? I mean, there must be some kind of concern, but yet man, management doesn't want to pay anybody to come in early. So which is it? I mean, is, it that, is, it, is there an issue with the PPEs? Is there an issue with the hours? I mean, which is it? We can't have one, in, we can't have one or the other. It's either you're going to have somebody come in early, which... You know, we should have somebody coming in. It should you be should. someone there around the clock. So that way well, for the drivers, prepare. there is. Right. For the drivers, the all, almost the whole so, safety committee is in there, what, an hour or two earlier than they're supposed to be? 
you, you have you have Mark Cohen on the phone now. Oh, great, uh, Mark Cohen, you're on live on the Union Power Radio, the What the Heck Show. What's up, gentlemen? How we doing? All right, all right. We, we have so a lady too. We have a lady too. Just so that you know, uh, if you haven't been listening, we have Juan Acosta, we have uh, Dave Cockrell, Antoine Andrews, Esther Curry, one of the part timers on the inside, and Mr. Jamie Holligan and Hector Fortis on the line, including myself. And you leave me out one more time, we're going to have a problem in Arizona. Oh, oh Eugene. I'm sorry. Oh. And Eugene Maxwell's on the line. <laughs> what are you saying? Apologies. Oh, Apologies. Uh, he's sipping on food. I'm sipping on some uh, Blue Moon right now. I'm at home, so I don't have to drive, thankfully. Bro, Baswell, you're the invisible man right now. You're on the phone. You're not here. Yeah, All right. Because somebody decided to have the Foster show when I'm on vacation. I'm so sorry, Eugene. That's Don't worry. That's We're going to get you always next on summer. vacation. That, that bad communication. Like that that's not bad all right, all right, all right. Everybody's talking. All right. Mark is on. What's up, Mark? Um, I, I kind of I thought the show was starting at 3. I apologize for being late. I didn't get the first part of, I guess, what you guys were talking about. I just came on and I'm hearing uh, about the safety committees. And, Hector, I know that, you know, we you were on a call that we had today with the safety committees. Um did you kind of like go over what what was on that call or yeah what was well i only about? i only i only go over the negative part because i'm the negative black cloud <laughs> I, so I, thought only, I, was the, I thought i was the negative value yeah you are but this time around when i heard that uh zoom i didn't even know about it and a couple of guys didn't know about it but anyway uh i was telling them about sean bennett what he said of no communication in the fosterville uh, in the foster uh, well building. he said it sucked is that what am that's i hearing what, that correctly that's what was said yeah i guess that's what i heard well um, he said it sucked but did he mention a group of people or, or why it company sucked? management or stewards I, listen i i don't want to sit here and bash anybody i i do agree that the most important thing that um that needs to happen is communication, communication whether it be in that building whether it be in any of the buildings the best way that we're able to all be on the same page and get things accomplished is when there is that uh, communication uh, that was brought up that in another building as well and I, i'll say it's one of my buildings there was a concern for there, there was a comment on that um so it's something that listen we could all take to we could all take and and learn from and and and, and utilize as a tool that um we should be we should be uh, doing um but i will say in regards to the to the ppe um the company has, you know, the union is the one who first took this up when this whole pandemic started. It was a concern. The company didn't look um, to do anything about it. They just were like brushing it off. And it was the union who actually went out and bought the gloves originally, who actually told the company where to find um, the masks. Uh, there was, I believe, uh, Cintron and, and one of the feeder drivers had located some masks or a feeder driver had located masks and told Cintron about it, uh, Dave Cintron, who then went and we notified the company and the company went out and got masks. But prior to that, there was nothing being done. It was the union who was pushing the company to do this. Now, somehow it morphed into, now the safety committees are taking on this responsibility. Um, me, personally, I don't know why that is our responsibility and on the call it was you know Vinnie Perone had said it was a good good thing that we're involved in it which I agree we should be involved in it um, because it shows the members that yes the union is 
does care about their safety and it's not that the, the company is doing it it's the union who's doing it but for some reason we're the ones who now are looks like we're responsible for it when in fact it's not our responsibility it's the company's responsibility and now they've pushed that off onto the safety committees and the safety committees number one in my opinion shouldn't be doing it the way it's being done because there's a million other issues that are going on in the buildings that are falling by the wayside. It's kind of like um, it, it took the the importance of all the other things that are going on in the buildings, and they all fall by the wayside. What's going on with the other issues that are that are going on? I don't hear anything from uh, any of the buildings about those issues. All I hear is about you know people standing at, at the front door or not standing at the front door and giving out. PPEs. Why is it so important that we are the ones that do it? It should be me personally. I think that a table should be left out in front of the, you know, uh, should be left out in front of the thing with all the PPE and let the people pick it up as they walk in. What happens if if somebody walks in while we're handing it out or we're standing there and they don't want to wear it? Is it our responsibility then to try to force them to put on the PPE? No, that's not our responsibility. So how, I, I know that safety committee members came up to me um, and said, listen, people don't want to put on the, 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 the PPE. What are we supposed to do? I said, it's not our responsibility to force people to put it on. That's management. And since we're taking it over, now it looks like it's our responsibility when in fact it's not. So if management were so concerned with the PPE and people's safety, then they would be the ones standing out there and making sure that everybody was wearing uh, and following the guidelines, which they should be doing. But in fact, no, they're not doing that. And what are they actually doing? They're actually trying to go around now, and it's going on in certain buildings, where they're trying to get people to sign waivers to work two people in a trailer. And the next step is they're going to get people, you know, the drivers to try to sign the same waivers in order to have helpers on the trucks when it comes around to peak that's the next step so do they really care about safety no they only care about their packages so why are we the ones now being taken away from the critical things that we should be doing in the buildings which are egress which are load qualities which are um how packages are being responded to uh building safety all these other things that are going on that nobody's really taking care of because the safety committees are so tied up with this PPE issue. Okay, Mark, um, that's, that's a great, excellent point. Um, in regards to the safety committee handing out uh, PPEs, how do, I mean, to your point, what do we do to uh, reverse that in regards to well, having, turning it back onto the company? Well, I think Vinny on the call today pretty much said, like, give the company listen we have we have the flu season coming up right and from all the reports the flu season is going to show a resurgence of this virus oh yeah so it's not like it's it's going away right it's here until they come up with that vaccine and 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 the majority of people get uh that get the vaccine we're gonna this is going to be a threat and it's going to be a problem so you know, Vinny said on that call, another month we, you know, we could be helping out, but we should not have three, four, five people 
standing around handing out PPEs. If right. that's the case, one person should be doing it. The rest of them should be, um, the rest of the people should be involved in the other issues that are going on in the building. Well, from what I know, there, there have been um, some members, you know, departing from, you know, handing out PPEs and walking the buildings, checking overweights and looking for uh, spills, leaks, whatever have you. I don't know. Well, that's, that's yeah. how we do it in our building. Right. One person gives it so, up. Yeah, so it's probably like two people at the front door as you walk in handing out PPEs. And then you have maybe about three people at the, the safety store. At the booth. Yeah. And then the rest why? is just walking why? around. Why? Again, the, the I, I, I agree why? with you. It should be why? reformed. Why do we yes. have so many people standing around doing that, involved with that, when it's not our responsibility? Well, One person is more than enough or even an empty table at the front of the at the front of the at the front of the security guard, or when you first walk in, why does anybody have to be standing there with those well, in, in, in those areas? Well, in, in Forsterville, this is how we do it. We have one person that gives out the PPE, and then we have I, one Jamie, person. Jamie, Jamie, listen to what I'm saying. Right, I right, understand no, the reason what's why I'm saying on, one person I'm, is I'm there. Asking, I'm asking why. Why the reason why, why one person is there because. They're supplying us with a certain amount of PPE. Now, and if you just put it on a table, it's one person is going to grab I'm not, multiple. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. the rest of the people are not okay, going to get so it. They so that's why there's one person yeah. there yeah. to maintain control. That's definitely true. I got so you. that person okay. has so, to stay so there because it's already. Let me say this. Right. Let me say this because I know that other people, you know, want to speak. But I remember when I first started, and this is something that I preach all the time. Don't make the company's problems your problems. So if there's a problem that's going on where people are taking too many PPEs, let the company deal with it. Absolutely. It shouldn't be our problem. 100%. I, I, that is I a understand, strong statement right, right there. You should that, never let their problems become that our point, problems. But my point is this. If let's say one person comes and that's the first person. Right. And he, takes, he or she takes majority of it. Right. Now... If I'm coming in, I'm going to want a mask or a glove, and I'm not going to have no, it. No, what he's saying why, is, why, why can't I have, somebody... Well, no, no, I understand no. that. But my question is, why should I have to wait for the company to all of a sudden come around when there was already... No, 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 no it's not about amount. waiting. It's about the company, period, should have somebody oh, there idea. handing out the PPE. I, okay, I understand. Right off the okay. back. They have their safety co-chair, right? And their safety personnel. I got you. Why isn't one of them handing out the PPE to make sure people aren't taking too much at a time? There's no reason for us to have four or five members of our safety committee handing out PPE. Mark is absolutely right. There should be one company person. There's not four or five. There's one. Well, in your building. In your building, there's okay. one. Because you have one center. We have three centers in ours. But the reason for that is they're too busy being in the office discussing issues. Yep, that's fine. There you go. Okay. They're, uh, they're, in, they're in an office. When we come in, they're in an office in a meeting. You know, when some of them should be out there doing that. I don't hear them. You don't hear me? Yeah, I don't, I don't even hear Take the other mic. Use this mic. Yeah, there you go. That's done by design, John Acosta. Yeah, I figured that. I figured that. <laughs> um, no, what I, no, Mark, you bring up a good point. And uh, the, the thing is, they're in a meeting all morning, and it seems to me that those meetings are more important than actually doing their part because all the managers are members of the safety committee. Am I correct, Hector? If you're a manager in a center, you're automatically on the safety committee. The manager is, yes. 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 So, how many of them are there? So we have three of three more in the safety committee, Apparently plus any supervisors. The with them. But they're all in the meeting. So yeah, Mark has a good point. But I'm saying that's what that's what that's what's happening. That they throwing 
all the safety issues with this COVID-19 to the union. They don't want nothing to do with it. They just want to supply you guys and then the rest, you do the rest. Again. That's, that's what they want to do. And, that, and that's what I mean when I say the dog and pony show. Right. Because all they care about is looking good in the public's eye. Like, oh, look, we're taking care of our employees. Look at this dog and pony show. Woo. No. You, the members, the members that are in the safety committees, and I mean no disrespect to any of them, because I know a lot of them have taken it seriously, especially one by the name of Ryan Elder. I have a lot of respect for Ryan Elder. Michael Pritchard is another one. There's a lot of guys that I know that take it seriously. Jamie Holligan, he's another one. Uh, uh, that Holligan guy, I don't know about <laughs> him. I think he just comes in for the money. But, <laughs> but no. That's a, that's a no, <laughs> no, but Holligan also takes it seriously. I know how seriously he takes it. There's a lot of guys that take it seriously. They don't realize, and I think some of them take it to heart when Vinny attacks the safety committee, and it's not that Vinny's attacking them, and I want them to understand that. Vinny is letting them know that the company is using them. And he, the, the company really is using them. It's using all the safety committee members to try to make it look, and like Mark says, they have them doing all this PPE stuff when the truth is there's bigger issues, right. much bigger issues that they have to deal with. Uh, just the maintenance and standards alone, especially at our facility at Foster, is an issue. You know, we haven't had air conditioning. Not that we need air conditioning, but, I mean, the facility had air conditioning for many years. Over the last, I would say, eight, ten years, there's been no air conditioning. Maybe about, yeah, about five Maybe years, I'm over-exaggerating. Yeah, or six, seven yeah, years. I apologize. Years, Puerto Rican in me. But the point is, is that when you walk into a facility, whether you're going to be in there for about, about five, ten minutes, you know, there should be some type of cooling system. Or how about right. heat for when the winter the heat. comes? Heat would be so nice. When, when, I, when I had a conversation with the building manager in regards to this, he asked me, he said, how long are you in the building for? I said, whether I'm in a building for two seconds or two hours, there should be some AC. There's no reason why, sh why we should be walking into a, a facility that's ran by a billion dollar company that has no AC. That's just ridiculous. And another thing, for, for the insiders like Esther, for example, they have fans on the belts to help some of the preloaders get some air. They have fans in certain areas. They even got fans inside the hallways now for whatever reason. But, you know, uh, you know who doesn't have fans, though? You know, the young kids that are in the back in those trailers. Those trailers on a hot day in the summer can blow over 100 degrees easy. Those kids are back there loading and unloading those trailers, sweating, and you wouldn't believe, they couldn't even get sometimes water. They have no fans, no- Managers get and we don't get. I mean, oh, we've yeah. been let's working Let's throughout, talk about it, Antoine. We've been working throughout COVID-19, putting ourselves at risk, putting our family at risk. That's right. And, you know, we're demanding hazard pay. That's because right. from what I hear, management got their hazard pay already. Quiet what? Quiet. What? Kept. What? What? Say what? Say what? What hazard they get? What? Say what? <laughs> so I don't... Hold I don't, on a second. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let's 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 hear from Brother Braswell. I know he's in the background, so I, we can't Please, leave Brother Braswell. Brother Braswell, you there? Hey, Braz, are you still on vacation? I, I'm here. I'm here. What you sipping on, fool? What you sipping on? Hey, listen, y'all keep sitting on you. Gonna make me go sit on something for real. <laughs> what's what's your well, thoughts, Brother Braswell? Listen, my thought is. Everything we're, we're talking about and we're saying that the company should be doing this, the company should be doing that. I just want to remind everybody that these things that we're dealing with is because of lack of leadership at the IBT. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Tell me I remember that. back in the day um, when Ron Carey or how we would come to the building, they would pull the building for some of the, it, it might seem minor, but if the building didn't have air conditioning, they would tell everybody to hit the streets. You know, these are the things we had as a union because we had strong leadership at the international level. Oh, yeah. All of the things, all the things we're seeing that we're dealing with now is because we have no leadership from the IBT. So I say all this to say, guys, remember how we feeling now. The disrespect we're feeling from management, you know, the breakdown in the standards that we have. 2021 is coming. You know, and that'll be our time to get somebody in office that's going to do the things that's for the membership. Management has no fear of us right now. But I tell you, it, you you would not believe how powerful it was and the feeling that you that that strong feeling in your gut when you see somebody from your local coming in the building and you see a management being respectful, calling them sir, mister. You know, the way they, the crazy way they talk to us now, it never happened back in the day. And the reason we're here, where we're at right now is because we had Hopper for over 20 years. And over the years I've seen him there, we just seen our standard and the respect and dignity that's in our contract we're supposed to be getting. You just see a further road year after year under this guy. I'm not telling you who to vote for, but pay attention to the candidates running, that's running. We cannot afford to have anybody um, in that office that's just going to continue to carry on the legacy of James Hoffa. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, let me just, uh, real quick, uh, we have 10 minutes before James Wright from the Odd Slate is going to be calling up the radio show. We're going to be asking questions of why he's running with the Odd Slate. I know this is a deep, this is a whole show, the safety thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have to schedule like uh, uh, at Antoine's house. Uh-oh. <laughs> Antoine's house is next. <laughs> oh, oh, we can go all the way to Staten Island. Uh. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna be continuing uh, continue with the safety. I mean, uh, obviously, a big issue out in local 804, and I'm sure it's issue across the country. And uh, this is a good topic to talk about and have members listen and see what they can do for as far as safety and your co-chairs and all that. But in, in about nine minutes, uh, James uh, Wright from the Osley is running for. Hello. Yeah, is on. You want to talk? Go ahead. No, no, no. I just want to see if it was working because we didn't think we didn't know if it was working. <laughs> yeah, it's working. We, 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 listen, we've well, been over here. One of the, the things that <laughs> one of the things that Eugene Braswell touched on, speaking about how it was back in the day and 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 the power that we had as a union to be able to just walk and and now that we can't do that because of certain uh, things that were placed into the contract that forbid us from getting. You know, we need permission from the IBT and blah blah blah. But you know, another thing that I miss what Eugene Brazo was talking about when those guys came into the building, we will be able to have our union meetings, not out on a parking lot or by the train station, but you know what, in the facility, right by the gas pumps. I remember Howie Redman would go right out by the gas pumps, call everybody in, and we'd all be out there, and there'd be a huge meeting right there by the gas pumps, or you know, maybe somewhere a little safer, it didn't matter, but we were allowed to use places in the facility to have meetings. Why is it that now guys have to 
all be outside the building and be so far away? Since when did the company become so separate that they have the power to basically just kick us out of their building? Like, we're here to work for this company, correct? Yeah. Our union protects us. Right. Our union gives us our benefits. Our union right. gives us all the rights and the amenities that we have. But why aren't they allowed to be in, I mean, they're allowed into the facility. Um, and Mark, you'd be best to answer this question. I know you guys are allowed into the facility. Obviously, you guys come, you walk, you do your raids. But why can't we have a meeting inside like a conference room? Why aren't we allowed to do that? It's not our facility, that's why. And, and um, it's not our facility. That's the, that's the bottom line. Right. Um, Right, but why would you want to have a meeting, a union meeting, to talk about what's going on with management right there listening? No, not with management listening. They will listen. Well, I mean, what? They're going to be standing oh, around? Who cares if they listen? If you're going to say something, why are you going to be concerned about what? Whatever I say to the members, I don't care if management here or not. Ooh, I like that. You know, That's you, true know too. you don't have to. I, I'm not out there tearing down the company. I'm out there telling the truth. Yeah. If they violate our contract and I want to speak on it, damn it, we gonna we gonna discuss it. Yeah, let them hear it. The, re the reason, listen. The so reason if, you, if, you can, if you can get away with it, then by all means. But if they tell you you can't do that, then you're not allowed to do it. Okay. Well, 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 speaking of, course, of meetings, I think that goes back to them respecting the members. Because let's be honest, you call a you call a a, a, a union meeting. And you get maybe what? Out of a center, my center, we have about 140, 150 drivers. You call a meeting, you get maybe 20, 30 people show up. You don't think the company don't, when they look out that window and see us over there at um, the train station, they don't see how, how few people are out there? Sure. No, listen, if you don't stick up for what you have, these people are just going to continue to take from us. Right. You know, if you look for some, if you wait and sit back, and you waiting for a savior to save you and make all of this right, you're going to be shit out of love. You're just going to keep sitting back and watching things that you're supposed to have. It's, it's in writing. You're just going to continue to watch management walk all over. Let them know, Brass. So why why do you know, think what about, people are afraid to get involved, Brass? Well, especially at parking well, lot. I think it is because we, well, okay, I think because we do a poor job of reaching out to the new members. And that's all of the shop stores. Because you got to realize, a lot of the young kids coming in now, they're not coming from, from households where they know anything about union Roswell, membership. Roswell, I don't think you know, only thing they know, hold on, only Bryce. thing they know about a union is that they take money out of their check once a month. Bryce, I, and I, then I, they I go, got, well, what am I getting for my money? Listen, Bryce, I got to commend you. You don't do a poor job at uh, communicating with the members. We do a great job with educating the members. And we have to continue that path but of waking I'm, the members up because a lot of members are asleep, you know, and the company takes advantage but, of us because the members. But we, are asleep. we don't have we don't have time to to like hold a class and individual one on one with people. I only get when somebody I get a chance to pull them to the side and explain about the union and what we're trying to do. I'm saying as as a as a union, there should be some mechanism set in where once you make book to get your union card, you gotta come down to that union hall and learn about 804. Get involved. So to answer Jamie's question, members don't get involved because they're uneducated. They don't know their rights and they don't they don't know their benefits. So, so we what, have to continue to encourage the members. We have to continue to educate the members. So Look what happened last week. A lot of members from what I observed woke up. A lot of members that were standing outside 
uh, chanting Franco. Right. I was surprised at. It. I was like, "Wow, you're out here!" So that that changed everything for me. That yeah. changed everything for them. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Members want to get involved, but they're afraid to get involved because they're un un uneducated. They don't know their rights. But so what about what about when you're when you're when you are educating them? When when we have our mentor classes. Eddie Gonzalez, he's educating them about safety and about things that needs to be done. So what about when you are educated and you still don't get involved? Well, unfortunately, that's the, everybody well, that's knows that's a pox on you in your, in your household, then. That's shame on you. When things are going bad and you see the, the company walking all over you, that's part of your, that's, it, listen, it's not just a shop store responsibility to make everything all pretty and dandy for you. Because when you, mm -hmm. see, you see shit going wrong, it's your duty. Right. That's your union. That's your contract. It's not just Bradwell's contract. Get your ass out there and defend your fucking contract. Mm. Well, you know, Damn. Tough, 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 well, I have to cut this off. You been sipping on food? Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm going to have to cut this uh, conversation off because uh, we have James Wright calling into the radio show. He's from the Oz Slate. He's running for vice president at large. We have a lot of questions for him, and I'm sure a lot of members have a lot of questions for him. And uh, this 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 show should go on. Uh, if you want to go, well, we're gonna extra, continue. You want to continue? I want to thank Mark and Eugene for calling in. We're gonna cut you guys off the line right now for him to call in. But you know what? As soon as uh, we're done with uh, Mr. Wright, uh, we'll continue this conversation. All right. All right. Appreciate you guys for calling in. Thank you for calling in, Broswell. Later. Later. So there you have it. I mean, we, we're going to wait for uh, James to call up, and uh, we're going to have some questions for him. As far as the, let's uh, let's take a. Well, you want to take a? No, no. Go ahead. Let's keep. Uh, you know what? Let's well, we keep the conversation keep, going. Keep Another going. thing that that I I just mentioning the fact about you know how we used to have meetings inside the building i think it would also be easier to gather other members if we had those meetings in the building because you notice a lot of these guys come right uh mr acosta they come and they see us all in that area over there by the train station and they kind of just walk into the building if we if we were inside the building then there's no way for them to get away from us but well, wait a second i used to the thing is yeah. i understood that with the rules as far as holding a meeting in the building was as long as it was off the clock and it was in a non you couldn't hold it on the floor right non-working areas so we would go to the dispatch room and if you know if you just want to educate your members on what's going on right but it has to be off the clock right because i've held a couple of those meetings and I was course, there for one of those. And of course, and when you open the door, guess who's listening at the door? Of course. That's not, that's not name names. <laughs> there's always somebody listening at the door. And then I get told, well, this is what I'm hearing. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I want to know, Hector, as, a, as a, an official in, 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 on the board, right? What the rule is, as long as it's off the clock, and it's in a non it's like not in a non-working area well, I, I, I mean i prefer i prefer not to do it inside the building i prefer to do it a parking lot meeting no no i got you uh i i, I, I don't you. you know even though someone's gonna go and tell yeah. management anyway um you know you gotta just watch what you say i mean I, I i i would like to do it inside the building like in the lounge or whatever but right now with this COVID, you can't really stand together. They don't even they don't even do P, P, uh, PCMs. So I, I mean, I prefer my my suggestion is to do it outside and, and make the 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 members feel more comfortable. Because the member, I don't think the members don't feel comfortable when they have when they're inside the building and management is watching over what's going on. Like, so that's why I, I prefer outside. Yeah, that's I, my I agree. I agree with outside as well. 
I agree without having meetings outside in the parking lot as well because, you know, management, you know, can't chime in and can't. Is my Michael? Yeah, no, it's on. Oh, management can't get involved in no way. Um, you know, to what you mentioned, Ro, is that, um, you know, we, it's better to have it inside the building because members are already there. And to Braswell's point, we want to get away from having to entrap members. Why can't you just come, come to here a meeting? Here we go. We, we don't want to just, you know, say, hey, let's have it inside because the members are there already. Hello. I'm, hola, hello. James? Yes, James Wright. How you doing, bro? How, how, you, how doing? you doing? How you doing, brother James doing great, Wright? Man. This is uh, Tony Rosario, the host of the What the Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. You got Hector Fortis on the line. You got Jamie Holligan. And you got a couple of stewards out of the Forster Avenue facility in Brooklyn, Juan Acosta, Dave Cockrell, Antoine Andrews, and Esther Curry. James Wright, okay. we want to know a little bit about you. So if you don't mind telling us a little about you and uh, why you're running for Oz and your thoughts and uh, things that you've accomplished so we can get a little idea of who you are, sir. Oh, sure, man. Um, well, I, I voted in the office in 1995, so I've been doing it, what, 20-some uh, years. Uh, I'm the principal officer of Local 822, the president, um, chairman of the Air Committee currently uh, for the uh, small pack or the package division. Um, uh, I'm running with Oz basically because, man, I just I think Sean and, 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 and Fred are the best candidates, man. I mean, I felt like, I felt like it was time to get involved. You know, even if I wasn't a candidate, I'd be telling the exact same thing. I think they're the best. Uh, and, and knowing Sean for over 10 years and Fred for over 20, uh, what really gravitated me to Oz simply was Sean's, you know, in particular, was his work ethic. He's full of energy and he's relentless, man, and, and, and I believe in what he's trying to do, you know. And I think that this organization needs somebody like him. You know, if we plan to progress and move forward as closest, uh, we got to get the members involved, man, and it's time for that. And I think right now the current administration, you know, they're not getting the members involved. Right now we're being run as a top-down organization instead of bottom-up. I mean, it's the members' organization, right? We should be working for them, you know? And when you impose contracts on people, especially when you vote them down, the numbers that we voted that UPS contract down last time, I find it to be a problem. So that's, one, that's the major reason I'm running, man. Well, what's up, uh, James? May I add a little bit more to that? Yeah, um, sure. Still you know, I, it's really simple for me, man. I, I don't care if you, and I say this all the time, I don't care if you're the general president or you're a member of your local, local 804 or, or a member of my local 822. You know, I, I believe, man, not only do we have a duty, but we got a moral obligation, brother, to do the best, to, to try to leave this organization in a better condition than, than, than what we founded, all right? And, and, you know, this is a great organization, you know, and it was founded on some things that I just don't believe that we are, are doing now. Again, I don't think that we're doing a good job of taking care of the members, the membership. We're not getting the youth involved. And the only way we're going to go forward, we got to get youth involved. You know, we, we got to educate them. We got to motivate them and, and inspire them because I'm not going to be around forever. And either, probably everybody on this call sooner or later is going to hopefully get one day, have one day and go on and retire. So we got to start educating the youth get them involved, man. And I think that's what Sean wants to do. As a matter of fact, I know that's what he wants to do. And I know that's what Fred wants to do. And from the top down, I, I'm excuse yeah, even the bottom candidates like Juan, I don't know if you know Juan Campos. You know Juan Campos? Absolutely. Yeah. He's a good man. Absolutely. We had Juan Campos on the line, uh, I would say he called about couple, four weeks ago. Couple we had weeks him. ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, him and I struck a friendship about eight years ago, and I'm not a large local. I got about 3,000 people. And let me tell you what that man, he, he, he offered. I had an organizing campaign. He offered to send his organizers in, put them up in a hotel, and I didn't have to pay a dime to, to, you know, to use his organizers in an organizing campaign. That's what I believe this organization should be about, helping one another. And, and, and I'm tired of, you know, saying that, if if you're with this side, you're a bad person. Or if you're with that side, you're a good person. Man, you know, I always say this too, man. We really weigh one flag, and that's the Teamsters flag. And that's what we should be harping on. Right. We got to get together, you know, because we're not going to win anything if we don't get together. We never always agree on shit. Excuse no. my language. I apologize. No, it's all right. You good. You're on Union Power Radio. You good. Yeah, shit you go. Okay. It don't even matter. You <laughs> cool. You can fucking curse all you want. <laughs> Yeah, let it go, we man. We always agree on. We ain't gonna agree on everything, but we ain't gotta be disagreeable. We we gotta work it out. Like you know, I don't like everybody in my family. I don't get along with everybody, but <laughs> we work it out, right? That's, That's right. Can, can I ask you something, Mister Wright? This my name sure. is Jamie. I'm the co-host of the show. Um, my my first question to you is, what do you think Sean O'Brien would do that's different than what Hoffa has done for this for this entire IABT? For the entire IBT? Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think it's going to be more inclusion than exclusion. Uh, him and I already talked about that. You know, he has some progressive ideas that, you know, him and I sat down and talked before he asked me to run as a candidate. Again, you know, I didn't even know that I was going to run as a candidate. I was just going to be a worker for the slate. And, and he talked about his ideas. You know, he wants to get the youth involved. Of course, organizing is probably his, his, his number one priority. Um, and the two-thirds rule, you know, is, is done. I can tell you that because, again, how, how can you impose a contract? You can't impose it on people who voted now. I, I just think that's unfair. Mm. Uh, he, you know, he says, I mean, I'll tell you, he really impressed me about, uh, i say about six weeks ago. You know, I'm going to uh, get some petitions signed in North Carolina. He drove 12 hours just to come down here to be with me and get these petitions signed because he felt it was important to see the people in North Carolina, you know. So that's, that's the kind of guy he is. I mean, people just to see that the, the outer shell is showing. I know, you know, I'm starting to learn and get to know the inner shell. I'm just really a caring guy, and I, and I think that he's going to bring some diversity to our Good job, our yeah, Mr. Wright. We yeah, appreciate Mr. you. Mr. Wright, Mr. I have, a, yeah, I have, a, a, I have a question for you because it's going around Facebook, and you, you're just talking about the Vote No movement, and your local was 65% yes for the contract. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, okay. yeah, so, I mean, you're talking about the Vote No, but your local voted yes 65% of your local to vote mm-hmm. yes to this contract that it was shoved down our throats. You're right. You're right. So what do you have to say You're about that? Right. I mean, what do you, I mean, cause it's all over Facebook and I mean, they saying, you know, who, who voted yes for this contract? We voted mm-hmm. no, we, we, it was, it was, a, I mean, we wanted no on this contract and they still shoved it sure. down our throat, but your local 822 voted 65% yes. I, to- I totally understand that. And they did. So I guess yeah, the question is, why did they vote ahead, yes? I guess the question is, why why did your local in particular vote yes? Did you, were you encouraging them to vote no, or, were, or did you encourage them to vote yes? How did, did you stand as, vote, as far yes as that? At the time. 
And why is but that? But there were some people? things, as Pat Darrell said, there were some things that we were told during the contract that haven't come to fruition, quite frankly. Like, there's things I see in the contract now that uh, I, I really have concerned. If, if you open up that national language, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the contract in front of me, right? It talks about the 22 fours. And one thing that I've, I've looked at, it says that you will not lay off any full-time drivers while a 22-4 is working in the building. Right. That's what the language basically says, right? right? Right. None of my 22-4s work in the building. So that's problem number one. Now, I don't know how the company's going to take that, but they could spin it like, as long as the 22-4 is on the road, I can lay off full-time package car drivers. That's what the language says. You know, that's problem number one. And I mean, they... The way the contract was explained to us during during the, uh, the negotiations, I don't want to say we were lied to, but I believe we were misled on some of the information, or they just didn't do their research. You know, another problem I have with the 22-4 is I believe a minimum of two holidays are on a Monday, right? Labor Day and Memorial Day, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yet these 22-4s don't get an extra holiday because typically most of those are Tuesday through Saturday. Right. That's another issue I have. You know, it should have been in lieu of you get an extra day of uh, uh, extra day to serve as a holiday, somewhat you know, something to that effect. So that's just some of the things I have a problem with. You are right. We did vote it in by 80 some percent. You know, and I'm I'm man enough to tell you, you know what? I made a mistake. Okay. Well, everybody just puzzled about. Uh the percentage that came out of your local with the vote yes yeah. movement that's why yeah, everybody wanted to the, find out the percentages can be misleading because if you look at it i probably have a thousand well, set 800 to a thousand ups if you look at the numbers i bet probably the maximum 200 200 people vote maybe 300 at the max so if you look at the percentages it, it can be a little misleading right. they are what they are what, what, you, what about but, the numbers but what the numbers you are what they are as the president of that local, was you encouraged them to vote yes on this uh, contract? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Right. I mean, I wasn't yeah. actively out there encouraging people, but when we, when we had our meeting, I suggested they, you know, uh, pass the contract. Absolutely. Juan Acosta, do you have a question for Mr. Wright? Uh, yes, uh, it's a quick question. Um, I'm just wondering, what were your views on the disparity between the 22 fours and the regular package car drivers in pay? When they decided to bring in the 22-4s and they decided to put them at a reduced pay, uh, what was your views on that? Because a lot of our, you know, members feel that sure. uh, why would you go back to a two? Why would you go to a two-tier system for doing the same job? Because when they explained the contract to us, it was my belief and the way they presented the contract that this person or people would be working, you know, inside and then doing some type of package car work, i.e. shuttling stuff or, 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 or doing air afterwards. But as I stated to you, that's why now that's, I'm wrong. That's it's exactly how the company... none of them are working in the building. Yeah, that's exactly area. how... I don't know about yours. You know, you're right, right? That's I, I exactly think, how think, the company but, sold it to us. That's but, how the company sold uh, yeah. it to us. But then, um, but then after that, um, in my center, for example, I don't see any of my 22-4s working inside. So none, none work inside, not even in his and, system. And then if they work, and they've been working over forty days, and they can't even book as a regular package car driver. 
So when they, when, they, when they brought this up, well, the basically contract. there's a 4070 rule that if the, if oh, the contract, right, if the employee works at okay. a certain position at 40, uh, 40 days in a 70 day period, they become that position. So if you're okay. a 22-4 and you're not doing combo work and you're doing inside and outside is one thing, but if you're just driving, you you're basically a regular, your regular you're RPCD. Line. So you know, if you do 40 right. days okay. as an RPCD, you should no longer be a 22-4. That. That's a good one. Yeah. Right. I never even thought about that. Hmm. Mr. Hmm. Wright, these are all things that, that were obviously yeah, in the right. contract before yeah, you, right. and, and, and you know, voting yes on that obviously is, is tough. A lot of people were trying to vote no on this. Mr. Wright, one of the important questions moving forward, I think, is how do you feel? Uh, 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 there, there was some, uh, we had a, a member call last week. I don't know. Do you hear our show often? Do you do you often hear the show? Uh, somebody recommended it. Tall Trujillo asked me to start oh, listening to it. Or do, or do you know? Did you get a chance? Yeah. Did you get a chance to Chris? listen to the show last week and speak? Uh, we had a, a gentleman by the name of Chris Silvera. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah, I have. From local eight hundred eight. Mm-hmm. All right, so Chris, Chris Silvera is running independently for IBT president, mm-hmm. and he was on our show last week. I don't know if you heard the show. Do you know of him, and do you have anything that you can say uh, about him that may be positive or negative? Oh, I think I think Chris is a very smart man, one okay. of the smartest men that I know in this organization. That knows the history. I, don't, I mean, I'm not familiar with his contract. Because you know we don't we don't deal with the same industry, but he's a very smart man. He knows history, you know. And and then one thing about Chris, as I said about Sean, Chris is a worker, and Chris definitely helps people. If I pick up the phone and I have, which I have done in the past, if I ever had a problem, I could call Chris, and he would he would guide me through the issues. You know, he would help me, he would talk to me. So he, he's you know, I consider him somebody that you know is, is somewhat of a friend, and I think he's a good man. All right, here's another question. This is coming sure. from uh, Joni Lane Miller in 623. Give me one minute. It's, I got a question. Oh, it's, it's not a question. A, more of a statement. Uh, she's saying it's sad a TDU member gets stabbed in the back by a movement that's supposed to condemn such actions. I figure you would be interested that judge upheld charges that Local 170 and Joint Counsel Sean O'Brien preached contract basically gaming the process and of course malicious pers- prosecution what is that i have no idea that's not in the something with Mr. about Wright. district judge <laughs> timothy s for that's, hogan versus that's a, that's a whole nother show oh, that's a man. whole nother show sorry about that uh sorry but, about that joan joan what are you trying <laughs> to say there yeah no well, i don't know why she's sending that now at this show but whatever maybe she's sending it for uh, some other reason does, so, does anybody else have any questions for uh, Mr. Wright? You are uh, anyone up there? Pretty much, well, that's it. Well, I have I have my own questions. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it my- came from Gino actually. She's saying that it didn't come from her. It came from Gino. Okay. Well, I just have a question. I know we speak a lot about the twenty-two fours. Um, I'm just curious to know: <laughs> is there anything else in a contract? that you think should be changed or would be changed once Sean O'Brien takes office? Uh, besides the 22-4s? Besides the 22-4s. Because everybody, everybody focuses on them 
mainly on the 22 fours. Is there anything that you would like to change or that you think Sean O'Brien should change or will change that's in the contract now, possibly getting rid of, so to speak? I don't have anything specifically from a supplemental standpoint or supplement. There's things I definitely would like to see changed. But from a national agreement, uh, I haven't really looked into it. But, you know, if, if we win, right, we got to hit the ground running. Because I wanted the 15 months until the contract, you know, contract negotiation. So we probably need to study it, you know. And, and the, the key is this, right? Yeah. Again, it's, it's not about me. It never has been. It never will be. It's about the members. We should do what you want us to do. Now, with support of the contract, however, nationally, it was voted down. And my point is you don't impose it at that standpoint. Forget what 822 did. It, what, what nationally what, what happened was the contract was voted down, and I think it's unfair to impose it. I think Sean is going to fight. I think he's going to fight for what's right for the members. He's going to listen to the members. He's not going to be tone deaf to, you know, it's my way or the highway. It, it's, it's the members' contract, and I truly believe that. So we got we to gotta do what the members want. You know, what they like to be changed. There's some things that, I, you know, obviously we want more pension contributions. I can tell you that from a national standpoint. We have to protect these pensions some way, somehow. You know, but besides that, I really believe it's up to the members to give us, you know, their ideas or proposals, and we go from there. All right. Uh, Mr. Antoine Andrews has a question for you. Uh, Stewart out of Force Drive. You go ahead, Antoine. Good afternoon, brother. Uh, prior to you hey, calling. Hey, my friend? All right. How you doing? Great. Good, good. So prior to you calling the show, uh, the topic was apathy. Um, you know, seeing that you're running for office, what is your way of getting the members involved in and not, you know, standing on the sidelines? Well, it's a little different for me, bro, because I'm in a right-to-work state. So, you oh. know, that being said, I still have to represent people. I'm the president of a local, but I still have to represent people. You got to get out there. You got to educate them. You got to talk to them. You know, you can't be some some of these. Uh, and I believe this is I'm just this is my opinion. This may be not a fact. Some of these local leaders don't want to educate people because they're afraid they're going to run against them and so on and so forth. That's not the way to lead. You lead by example. You educate, you get out there, you represent people to the best of your ability. Virginia. And, you know, if you have a good product, people are going to respond to it. And that's what I think that we need to do as a international union. You know, we, we, we need to get out there and start organizing. I think that we should have got ahead of the game many years ago. I talk about this all the time with Amazon because I hope it's not too late. Because organizing Amazon, in my opinion, is not a local by local uh, uh, deal. I believe that it's that that is something that should be top down. I mean, the IBT. We have to get out there and try to organize, or at least set up some coalitions with other unions to go out there and try to tackle this giant. Yeah, I agree with you there. That's something we have to fight on every front imaginable. I have yeah, uh, sure. I have the big question of the officer. So back then, when uh, Zuckerman was running, I, I was one of those guys that were uh, boots on the ground, and I always went to everything. I went to the election. I went to the uh, ballot counting. I never saw you out there. So were you a officer back Fred then? For, for yeah, you. for Fred. We're talking uh -huh. about, like, 2016. Who were you with in 2016, Mr. Wright? 
2016, I was with Hoffa. Okay. I was. All right. Thank you for being honest. Were you at the convention by any chance? Yes, I was. Okay. Because uh, one thing that we that kind of disturbed us all, and even with Sean O'Brien back then, is uh, that convention definitely uh, opened a lot of eyes as to how people are, uh, are are being treated in the Teamster in the Teamster Union. I mean, when you're when like for let's let's bring it to a local level. When there's an election on sure. a local level and it's between shop stewards, so let's just say two shop stewards on the shop floor, right? Yes, I sir. mean, things uh, get a little. You know, there's not that much craziness, but from what we hear at a convention, the amount of noise that's made, it's like the other individuals even not even allowed to speak. Is that correct? That's correct. So that's correct. But it doesn't mean I, I agree with it, man. No, no I understand. I totally disagree with my that. question to you is, my question to you is, this is some of what we hear at the convention when another individual that's running against an officer is trying to speak. My question to you, because at, at that time, lower that, lower that. At, at that time, you were on the other side of the table, and show was Sean O'Brien, and 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 you guys were in that noise. Are you guys going to be different than that? Like, let's say you guys do win. Let's say Oz does win, and after five years of Oz, there's a group of, of people out there, or uh, the members themselves feel that in the five years you guys had office, not much was done, or a lot of promises that you kept weren't made. Uh, and sure. somebody else runs against you. Is this the kind? Are we going to experience this kind of uh, reaction? Are we going to have whips in the crowd? First of all, it should never happen in the beginning, right? That's 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 not the way you handle business. All right. Again, like I said before, you know, there's, you know, I got family members I don't typically, you know, maybe not get along with, but you still show them respect because we're we're family. We're Absolutely. one organization, you know, and I've never been that type of individual as a matter of fact i have people who work for me currently who supported fred last time because my heart is with the teamsters union i don't care who you're with i don't judge a person by who they affiliate themselves with i never do it and never will i i judge them on their actions you know and you if you were with fred and i was with Hoffa last time but we are committed to get to the same goal then you're with me, and I'm with you. All right. All right. Mr. Acosta, uh, you got a question? Yes, sir, Mr. Wright. Uh, you know, one question that I've always had throughout this whole contract process was what possessed uh, the general president to override the no vote? Why would he have done that if, if so much of a percentage of his members said no and he decided to run the contract down our shove it down our throats anyway. What what, what was what being that you you know um, what what would what was the reason? What would you think was the reason why he would have you know overrode his own members? The two third the two third rule. That's what it was. Right. Well, he used the two thirds rule. No, no. I know he used the two thirds, but what possessed him to use the two thirds that was never used what, before? Basically, what are your thoughts on that? What would possess someone? to go against the membership. I know you can't talk for him, but in your opinion, why do you think that Hoffa did that? I don't know what his thought process was, except for the fact that what I said earlier, we've become an organization that's now being ran to a certain degree from the top down, and the teachers were never built on top down. They were built from the bottom up. It was built for, 
for the by the members for the members and the members have a right to vote express their opinion and that's who you represent there's no way that under those circumstances you know and that's why when i was asked you know now i regret doing what i did because you the membership voted it down so it should have went either went back to the table or take some type of work stoppage vote whatever the case may be but just don't force it down a member's throat that's not fair that's not democracy in my opinion you know if we're the democratic organization then you know i don't care if it's 50 to 49 you know the 50 votes win every time so okay he he answered my question (laughs) i'm a little bit listen i'm not if you don't know me you're gonna get to know me now but i'm the one that i'm i'm (laughs) I'm the one that's come down with i don't bite my tongue at all you know but you wore a red vest in 2016 and i was there and i was wearing a black vest and the treatment that we got there was the most worst treatment ever deplorable so now that you not gonna wear the red vest what makes the members think now you're going to be with us now? As in what? Treating you treating with respect or in what? Yeah, what treating us with respect because the rep vest all walked out when Zuckerman was talking. I mean, the right, whole right. I mean, the the whole auditorium of 3,000 rep vests just walked out when they were talking and that was a disrespect. Sure. And sure. I'm just saying that, you know, us as teamsters, we're supposed to be brotherhood. Why? Understand. Why? It, so the member want to know what are you gonna do differently than the Hoffa regime? Can can I can I add something to that question? Um, sure, you should. There's, there's something that was mentioned during the last show by Chris Chris Silvera. He said, mm-hmm. "I'm paraphrasing. Um, majority of the officers or people that support the Hoffa, Hoffa officers, Hoffa, Hoffa officers." People that support okay. Hoffa. Yeah, we just call them waiting. officers. We just call them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense to you, Mr. Wright. That was a good one. No, that was a good one. Go ahead. We mean no offense whatsoever. This is just what we call. Oh, yeah. Majority of the officers or people that support Hoffa are considered sure. yes men. So to add to that question that Mr. Fortes is saying, how can we or why should we vote for you and a Sean O'Brien sleep. What can you? What are you going to present to us that's different than what you've been doing with Hoffa? As far as what representational wise, what do you mean? No, what we're what we're trying to what Jamie's trying to say is, uh, last week on the show, Chris Silvera said some some ver- very very strong things, and one of the things mm-hmm. a, a member had mentioned to him. Uh, we were speaking about diversity in the local at one point, and how. You know, we're trying to create diversity and how Severo said that once once in a while when he would walk into a room, he was like the only black man in the room. So a member had stated that there are black gentlemen, we do have uh, men of color on the oscillate. And um, well, what Chris Severo, I, I don't believe he was trying to imply this, but what he was saying that a lot of people that are on the, uh, on the oscillate are sort of yes men. And that he himself is to not Sean or to or to Hoffa, 
to to uh, basically Sean O'Brien because he feels that this is Sean the the Oz slate is the is the team to be at the end of the day. Uh, I don't think anybody is going to be looking to go with Viarma and whoever he's trying to whoever Hoffa is endorsing. I believe everybody would be against. So Severa. When, when the gentleman on the show asked, I believe it was Greg Kerwood at a local 25, was asking him mm -hmm. about, you know, a cer certain diversity and, and basically ask a straight up question, you know, saying that, well, the oscillate is also diversified is what Greg was trying to say. And, um, well, he came out and said, well, you know, that those are the type of guys that they want over there, but I'm not that type of person. You know, I'm not no yes man is what he's trying to say. So my question to you, Mr. Wright, and uh, is is basically, do you feel like you're a yes man? Or if you ever had an issue with Sean O'Brien, would you not be scared to go against the grain, especially if you guys disagreed on a certain issue? Of course. Sean and I already had that conversation. All right. I had the conversation out the gate with Sean. I said, look, I'm not going to agree with everything that you may propose. Don't expect it. And he, he came flat out and said, I, I wouldn't watch on a ticket if, if that was the case. But, but let, can, I, can, I, can I take this a little bit deeper? Go ahead, sir. One thing that maybe some people don't realize, I am the chairman of the air committee, right? Right. You know, I believe in this movement so much that you know that I am the only person, only chairperson, working for the international and not getting paid for it. What? Check the records. Okay. Yeah. Check the records. So it ain't about the money with me, mm. you know? Okay. At some point in time, they did try to offer me some money, but I had a problem when they did it because I was coming out as a candidate. You feel me? Right. I feel so, you. So I don't, I don't get paid. My local union pays for me to travel where everybody else is on the payroll but me. Mm. So it ain't about the money with me. So if, you know, and Chris is entitled to his opinion. You know, but I'm no yes man. I'm for the people. Okay. And, you know, and I do this for the people. I do it for the membership. I don't do it for me. Or Sean, or Fred, or whoever it may be. It's about the membership. So, if, 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 if Chris says we're the team to beat, I'm, you know, or you think we're the team to beat, but still, we got to go out there and do work, and we got to uplive, uplive what we said we're going to do, right? We can't right. just make promises and say all this good stuff and then get in the office and don't perform. Right. You know, if that's the case, if we don't give it that effort, then we just need to walk away and let somebody else do it. Right. That, that's the way I feel. Totally agree. All right. So anyone else has any more questions for Mr. Wright? Because, yes, you know, oh, you do. Oh, OK. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. Tony Rosario again. Uh, what are your thoughts on Rome Alois? Do you know him? I don't. I, I, I don't know him personally, but I, I know, you know what I've read, and I think what he did was, if what they're saying is true, I don't think what he did was proper. And from what I'm seeing from Sean's letter that I read, and, and from what I saw what the vote count was, I, I'm just saying this. I don't know if, you know if everything is true, but I can guarantee you this. If I did what they alleged that he did, I wouldn't have got a third-day suspension. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, you would have been done. They probably had me out on. <laughs> you would have been done. I have one, I have one last question with, uh, about salaries and multiple salaries. Hoffa, the Hoffa slate, they all had multiple salaries. One was a president of a local, a joint council, 
whatever, they had multiple salaries. What, what are your takes on multiple salaries in the IBT? It's hard for me to answer that question because they ain't paying me. But you're going to have a multiple salary once you get into office. You're going to have your presidency uh, salary plus your yeah. international salary. Yeah, yeah, as a VP, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that, to me, there, there should be some type of limit, right? I mean, I, it, it just seems to me that you have a small group of people that's trying to collect all the money. And I think that's one of the problems with the IBT. That's why, you know, we, sh we should, you know, for instance, if you're from UPS, there should be, in my opinion, you know, UPS, the, the, the package division should have some full-time staff people instead of a, a whole lot of, uh, let's say, officers or agents as part-time staff people running the local union, but, you know, still on the IBT's payroll we don't have a full-time to my to my knowledge except for Keith Biddle I don't think there's a full-time uh staff person for the small pack or the package division I just don't believe it and we need that actually you probably need in every division right that's my thought process right. to get all better right. representation all right this is coming from our brother again Greg Kerwood out in local 25 in Boston can you address how local leaders are currently held hostage by the IBT and are forced to support the administration or face the consequences um, basically elaborate how on they are held hostage and the effect that that has and how that needs to change um, I mean it's, it's, that's true to a certain extent they they sometimes hold a check over their heads and, and and Chris and I had this conversation, Chris Severos, we had this conversation before how the IBC tries to hold a check over your head and try to make you, you know, go the direction they want you to go. You know, and I think that's unfair. You should be able to voice your opinion and and, and be who you, you want to be, support what you want to support, you know, and you don't necessarily always have to agree with the IBT. It shouldn't be that way, man. It shouldn't be. That's right. You know, it, it shouldn't be. You should be able to agree to disagree every once in a while, and you should find a way to Absolutely. move forward. Absolutely. And like the brother said at the convention, you know, and he's right. You know, we, we might not agree, but we should not disrespect people, right? You, you know, and you should treat everybody with respect because at the end of the day, we shouldn't be fighting amongst one another. You know, after the election, whoever wins, we shouldn't be fighting amongst one another. We should be fighting the company. That's what, that's, that's what the fight is about. The fight is about trying to get the best contracts for our members and the best representation for our members. <laughs> That's right. Well, we appreciate you calling in, Mr. Wright, and answering questions. Does hey, anybody man. else have any more questions for Mr. Wright? I just want to say thank you for calling up, Mr. Wright, uh, James Wright. Uh, we're doing this radio show to let the members know because a lot of people have a lot of questions on Sean O'Brien. And so sure. I'm, I'm calling everyone to call up the station and explain to them why the members should be voting for the odd slate. I already had uh, Juan Campos, I had uh, uh, John Palmer, I had Sean O'Brien and uh, Zuckerman and now yourself. But I want to get more. Okay. I want to get more people out of your slate, and I can't get a hold of them for some reason. I want to get Lindsay here. I don't know if you ever worked with her, 
But also the the what is it? The Viagra set? Viagra, Viagra. Yeah, I I say Viagra. I say Viagra and Mickey Mouse because I can't stand I can't stand uh, Herrera. But anyway, but, uh, Mickey Mouse Herrera. But I, I got an email from their their slate why they they don't come on the radio, and I said yo they are more than welcome to come in and be transparent, just like you guys are. And that's what I want the members to know that you know the Oz slate is 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 here, and we want. Everybody's opinion who's running and why they're running and why they're running with Sean and I just want to say we're gonna put you on the hot seat sometimes like Jamie has a hot seat sure. <laughs> But uh, it's just that the members want to know you know about the officers, you know a lot I'm me myself I, I can't stand the fact that those red vests really disrespected us over there at that convention in 2016 so that's why right, I, right. I have to put it out there so we can now members can have a better grip on how to vote coming the coming election in IBT. That's All right, right Mr. One, Radio. one thing I, I want to appreciate your honesty too, man. I, I appreciate your honesty. Being on a hot seat is not a problem. I appreciate your honesty, you know. And as long as we can have, you know, clear, honest conversations, man. And you know, again, we want to debate about some things. We don't always agree, but we ain't got to be disagreeable about it. <laughs> One one thing I want to say is um I just want to say thank you for answering or being up front and letting people know that you voted yes and I, I'm assuming that you were a officer so that that's something that uh -huh. I, I, yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> basically what he's saying is we appreciate your honesty Mr. Wright we know yeah, that it's not yeah, easy especially with everything good, that's man. going look, on look, I'm just an average dude just like y'all man yeah. good. I like joke I have fun too. That's right, brother. I know you, you did your fair share of hard work in your life as well. So, yeah, right, you know, man. at this show at Union Power Radio, on this show at Union Power Radio, we're just trying to look out for the working man. That's what we're trying to do here. And we're always trying to make sure that they make the most informed decision when it comes to voting that they can. That's why we try to get as many candidates as we can so they can get as much knowledge as they can. So when it comes down to election time, they can make an informative mm -hmm. decision. Good, good. Yeah, I appreciate the time, fellas. Appreciate you, Mr. Wright. Thank you so much for calling in. I'm sure the members appreciate everything you had to say so that they can get a better idea of what's going moving forward. And um, we appreciate you having some time for us today. Thank you, sir. You have a good one, man. Y'all take care. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there it is, gentlemen. We just spoke to Mr. James Wright running on the Oslate for Vice President at Large. Uh, what did you guys think? What did you think, Mr. Haynes? Uh, I thought he had some good questions. I think I, I, I really enjoyed his answers. I, I'm honesty good. is the honesty. best policy. Yeah, that's so, right. That's but right. He, he didn't. He didn't invite us over to the house. For First of all, cooking. if you're gonna come on the what the heck show, you better be ready to answer some fucking questions. That's it. <laughs> that you truth? know what I'm saying? That's the truth. Antoine's like, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Antoine even asked any questions. I mean, he did one. I think yeah, he got he one. Did. Yeah, he got yeah. one in there. Okay. He asked a pretty good question too. But this is what we're gonna do here for the, until the elections. We're gonna be calling all candidates that are running for the IBT to try to set you guys to. We're gonna we're gonna do the homework for you. I, I we're guess that. Yeah. Huh? Go ahead. No, 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 no. We're going to do the homework for you. We're going to have these candidates come on radio show and explain to them when they were once hey. a officer and not Hold a officer. Hold on a second, Hector. What? We're not doing anybody's homework. We're going to give them the information. They got to do. Well, that's homework. what I, I meant. Okay. You know, uh, you said we were doing their homework. No, no. We're going to. We're going to. You gonna guys better do your own damn homework out there. <laughs> Listen. They said put uh, Jamie on the hot seat. Yeah, <laughs> put Jamie on the hot seat. Yeah, I, I guess I'm gonna have to call in on my own because I'm going to be running independently soon.
for the I, for the for the IBT <laughs> president. Uh, <laughs> oh, vote for Jamie. Uh, Jamie Holligan. He's gonna IBT get one president. vote. He's gonna get one vote. That's uh, what's her name? Miller. The only Lane, Lane Miller. <laughs> Joni Lane, I know you're listening. Does Jamie have your vote? <laughs> Let's see what she says in the chat room. If not, I'm gonna take the black boot so off. Now, of. So so now that we got a, we got like uh, 20 minutes. I mean, you want to finish up the safety uh, issues and uh, that's going on and. What else, I want to know what these guys think about this election that's coming up. In yeah, that's IBT. what I want to talk about. Now that we got this IBT talk, let's, this is, listen, this is going to affect all our lives in the end, all right, as members. Uh, you have Viarma and Mickey Mouse, I don't even want to say that, Herrera. You got Viarma and Herrera. Hector calls them Viagra and Mickey Mouse. You got those guys running. You have um, Sean O'Brien and Fred Zuckerman. You have the Oslate, which is which is made up of a good group of guys, and then there are other members on that slate that some call- That were officers. That were officers. They were officers at one point. They're jumping ship. You have, a lot of members are asking themselves, are they jumping ship because they know that Oz is the new ticket? Or are they yes. jumping ship because they never liked what Sean O'Brien, I, I mean, I'm sorry, what, what Hoffa was doing? And they decided, you know what? Sean O'Brien is trying to do the right thing. Let's go on the other side. Wow. So. What I think about all of this is that in life, people make poor decisions. And, you know, you have an opportunity to continue to make those poor decisions or you have an opportunity to make you know, tra transform and make better decisions. Yeah. So in um, Wright's case, in 2016, he did support Hoffa, and here he is. Action speaks louder than words. So here's his opportunity to prove that he can do better all for right. the members and for himself. And he, so, yep, he did say he knew he had made some mistakes in the past. He did admit to that, and the vote, vote yes was one of them. Right. And what I would like to see with this uh, election coming up, like you said, we have O'Brien, the odd slate. Uh, we have Chris uh, Severa. We have the Vermara. Vermara. Viagra. So every member should do their research. Every member should do their research in, in terms of all the candidates that are running and make their decision, but most importantly, vote. That's right. That's my thing. Vote. Well, I'm, I want to piggyback on uh, what uh, Antoine's saying. Uh, you know, a lot of this, uh, a lot of that's going on is all the uh, 22 fours. Yeah. You know, the, like I said, the pay disparity is very, is very big in my head because, you know, since its inception, I haven't seen a 22 four go inside. No. They had been working for, for how long? doing our job for the same amount of hours and getting a lot less money than we are and it's not fair to them you know and and also if you see it it's becoming a how do you say a click thing now because if you notice 22 fours are hanging out amongst themselves right because they're like why are we being treated this way we can't we can't get our ophs or whatever the request loads request loads the, the company knew that this would happen of course of course it, it's a, a wage a war and it would cause division. Yeah. You know, so they were given a raw deal and, and you know, listen, you said it, I said yeah. it. You know, we never yeah. saw yeah. a twenty two four do part time never. and then never. two four hours yeah. on the and road. Under, and they're under. doing the same amount of work that we're doing and getting paid way less. That's why I love you to death. That's why we're, that's they, why that's we're the same. That's why they hired them so it was so I mean, we went from sixty eight uh, sixty eight hundred members to almost eight thousand members right. within a couple of months because they were just hiring them left and right. Some of them don't even know how to ride stick shift. 
they just hide these. And, right. and, and our requirement was right. to drive to stick shift. I watch yeah. them when they're taking their road yeah. test, and they're out there in automatic trucks taking the road test. Well, they're not taking the road well, test like we took Tony, the road you know, test. But Tony, it's the quality of life. We're going backwards. You know, you have a 22-4 who can't get a request load. Yeah. Okay, can't yeah. opt into the 9-5 list. And it's getting you know, paid a significant amount less than we are. For can't transfer. Can't, can't get a... Can't, can't get a transfer. No, no, can't. No, they cannot. Um, they cannot get a transfer, and they can't get requests. And that's, so, and, no, that's, no. and that's a problem, because we have a lot of 22-4 that just wanted to take the job, and now they took the job in Brooklyn, but they live in Long Island. And, you yeah, know, yeah, they yeah. want to be by their house. I mean... It makes sense. But it, also, it, they can't become regular package car drivers until uh, until so you know, the list comes up. Well, well, actually, under the contract. Well, actually, under the I have I have ten uh, 22 fours that just went into O three hundred because I went crazy with the percentage. Well, but what about the uh, forty seventy? If they're doing the job, it's not like they're doing inside and outside. They're doing the same job, twelve to fourteen hours a day. That, doesn't the contract protect them? That as language far as doesn't apply to the 2240. No, 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 the language applies. No, no, wait a second. Where does the language say that it doesn't apply to 224? Because when the 224 was created, right off the back, not only were they not allowed request loads, they're not allowed any of the, the, amenity, the am amenities. 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 So Even I can say that. One too many you blue know. moons. No, 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 but with the 4070, up, look. I, That's I true. The 40 no, no, to should apply to every employee. I disagree with you because we've seen helpers become helpers because of the 47. That is true. We've seen, um, air, or what is it? Uh, we've seen package car drivers become under the 4070 because they did the job for 40 days. We're still yeah. fighting how for. Did, how does that not apply to the 224? Acosta, you got to understand this. The company did not offer that language to us. Our own B IBT offered that language to the no, company. No, I agree, and that's the issue. And that's when the company says, all right, let's go for it. You know, they oh, did, of course, they, they did, did their this. research. They, they did, did their research. They did, they did the evil thing. <laughs> then another thing with the company. <laughs> 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 Can you hear me? Mr. Cockrell, something you want to add, Mr. Cockrell? Yes, what I was saying is that the company is not training these guys properly. You know, they just, oh, absolutely. They just teaching the guys to run, scratch. Um, you know, run and release. You know, they uh, some of these guys they, they don't know, you know how to how to do a proper COD turn in. They just run and release and scratch. That also that, goes for the it. regular drivers because the yeah, regular you got the, these from the past like five seven years. But, yeah, but they, let me tell you I mean, something. I was trained for three weeks. Yeah. But let me tell you something. Exactly. In in panel we had no more than two people that were in panel. We are, we have now twenty twenty one. In panel because of the fact that they all you guys are killing me with that freaking cigar but uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> I can't even breathe <laughs> but uh, um the 22 fours are not trained right like yes. Dave said and uh and they being they're getting in trouble now they, now they, they get, now they are absolutely. it's a lot of 22 fours that are up they're for panel in, they're, they're that, absolutely right Hector you're right you they're, they're getting more in trouble because they don't know the job they don't know the methods or you know the company's not you know properly training them and that's why they, they you know if you you know in my system these guys are getting more in trouble because they just not doing the simple things you know the simple things and they cutting corners and you know what they, at the so bottom when, line they don't know the methods and procedures right. they're not being exactly. trained well, no, no, but when they're in, when they're in training mode they're being told to do this just do whatever just get the job done yes but meanwhile they're not training them I, i've got trainees that, I, that i've got trainees when they made book they told me well they went in the truck for me say hey look at this and then leave 
I mean, let's be honest. When we were there, Hector, I mean, well, Hector, I've been 23 years. Nah, when I, I got trained, not me. we got trained for three weeks. <laughs> 14 years. We got trained yeah, for three weeks. when you got trained, do you remember? We got trained right. for three weeks. And we got trained. The main thing was in class, in class, in class. They took us out on the road, sent us out with a driver for three a weeks? day. Three weeks. Uh, three days for me. Three weeks. And then on top of Did you come from day. inside? I mean, no, I did not come from it. I wish I did because now that I'm a BA and I go and I do these raids at in middle of the night and I see these uh, the part-timers, how, how hard they work and... I, I want it, I, you know, sometimes I roll up my sleeve and, you know, the company ain't paying, but they, I don't, I'd rather see me work and help a preloader load a truck than a supervisor helping load a truck. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I, I want to experience what they're going through. And I'm telling you, man, part-timers should get paid more money, first of all, because they do a lot of hard work and all the drivers should appreciate the part-timers in those buildings. Hey, Rosario. Absolutely. Hey, Rosario, what about our loader? How oh, do we appreciate our yes. loader, our loader must. Inc well, let me She's not say. Like, let's keep it. Let's she keep was it. like a librarian. Let me tell you. I something. mean, when I was on that truck, it was it was me, you, Gilberto, and uh, who was the? It was me, Mel you, Griff. Gilberto, and Mel Griff, and, and she was. She goes above and beyond. I think for Christmas we hit her off for close to five hundred bucks. No, I think it was between six us. And, I think it was more than six. Uh, but she made a lot of money. She made she every made, Christmas. We take and, care of her because the girl that, does her job. Yes. By the way, Braswell is back on the line. Braswell, Hello, Braswell. Eugene Braswell, back Eugene. on the line. What you supposed to do? What y'all supposed to Listen, I just want to say one thing before you guys get off the air. I just want to remind everybody, we're getting ready to go into peak season, yes, and so we're going to have a lot of new coworkers during the holiday period so i just want to remind everybody you know we're going to have a lot of females treat these ladies as if they're your mamas or your sisters please, um please don't do anything dumb or say any, uh, a crude remark that they're going to take offense at because not only is it embarrassing for you to be in the office for that it's embarrassing for the shop store to be there dealing with that too. There are well, more important things we should be dealing with than sexual harassment. It's important to be professional. It's, it's, it's a professional environment, and we should all be professional. I agree. We, yeah, we, we, we all preach that, dignity and respect, and that goes. But for that's the what we—that's what we're saying. The twenty-two fours are not trained like we are. Okay, with sexual harassment, because I, I mean, I, I already have three cases with sexual harassment on 22 fours. Oh, boy. And, it's, and it's, it's stupid. I mean, he didn't know. They didn't teach him. They let him sign that training packet of uh, the conduct, and that's all they trained him. But us, we were trained in, in classes. We were there, and they was telling us about what, what, is, what is sexual harassment and what is not sexual harassment. With these 22 fours just going into the, to, to the wolves, they don't know. These 22 fours, like that's the best way to put it, Hector. They were thrown into the wolves and thrown into the fire. And they're not being trained and they're messing up. They're not scanning packages. They're driving around dirty with no seat belts on, no bulk, the bulkhead door open, you know, leaving packages unattended, you name it. We have all of the different topics. But, you know, this is where we come in. You know, we want to grab, grab, grab them up and, you know, educate them. This is why we have building meetings. So if you're a 22-4, you're a new driver, some even senior drivers are doing these things. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have to realize that the company will come after you. You know, no, just because you're a runner doesn't mean that you're untouchable. You know, I, I had a, a guy who was a runner who almost went to panel. You know, so you have to, have to open up your eyes and realize that, this company really doesn't care. They'll replace you in a heartbeat. That's right. If I could, if I could uh, piggyback on you, uh, Antoine. You're piggybacking on everybody. That's true. <laughs> you piggyback. 
No, no, the, mostly no. Antoine, though. No, no, yeah. but the thing is, is that, uh, you know, uh, you hear about a lot of these, a lot of us, we hear about panels, we hear about, you know, what goes on in a panel. Let me tell you, a panel is not pretty. I mean, think of the worst horror movie you ever seen, and it's three times worse. You I mean, don't want to be in you panel. You don't want to be in panel. Because you got that little old man at the end that's rolling the dice, yep. and he's going to roll the dice, and he's going to make a decision for your livelihood. You don't want that. You want, And let me tell you something. If it could get worked out before panel, it's a home run. Sometimes you got to take... Sometimes, you know, you got to take a, a suspension or two, but you, if you go into that panel, that panel is the worst because you have the union telling how a great driver you are, and then you have the company telling how a bad driver you are and how, how you, you are committed. They, they, they come out with everything. They paint the worst imaginable picture of the employee. And just so you know, if you go to panel, the company feels they have you. If there's a reason and you're going to panel, they think they have enough stuff in your Pittsburgh, they think you've done enough for them to win this panel case. They're not gonna take it to panel if they think it's just gonna be thrown away. They're not gonna spend all this money on an arbitrator and all the time they have to spend and all the money and getting the place and all the stuff that they spend money on so that they lose. So know that when they get there, they are gonna make sure that you look like the, like I said, they paint the worst unimaginable picture of the employee. If you've had issues, those issues look 10 times worse than the, what they are. And it's the union's job and your steward's job to try to present something that, that makes you look like the good guy. They're, they're, they're making, you're gonna be the bad guy in their eyes and it's gonna be ugly. And they are gonna throw some, nat, sling some nasty mud in your direction. Mm -hmm. Stuff that you probably didn't remember for three or four years. Stuff that has been sitting in your Pittsburgh some time there that they just wanna bring up because they just wanna paint this nasty picture of the employee. But in the end, did you really do anything that wrong? No. I know a guy that lost his job recently that I know for a fact this kid did nothing malicious to the company. He's a good friend of mine, and to see him lo lose his job over the things that they brought up was just disheartening. But because well, the company is so dirty and low-down, lying scum, I'm just going to say, I mean, the bottom feeders of the ocean, they, they ended up winning this panel case, and it, was, it really was disheartening. Well, Go ahead. Look, it, it bothers me because... It, that wasn't nice. No, was I made a mistake. <laughs> he was born for the for the wait, company. Wait, no, I get that. Wait, wait. No, no, Am I allowed I to make like mistakes? That. I wanted to hear that. What was that? I, was, I, I made a mistake. See, see that now? That if this was a panel, you'd lose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, but you know, but uh, but in all seriousness, you know, um, you know, it, it was terrible to see uh, a good friend and a good worker. I mean, we all make mistakes. You know, lose a panel over something that could have been, you know something that could have been settled outside of the scope of, of discharge. And this is how the company works. And you know, I was there for two days and, and you know what? I mean, look, I got a 10 day suspension for, you know, because they wanted me gone. And you know what? I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. I've been to panels before. You know, I've been to panels as the, as the grievant and I've been to panels as a steward sitting next to the person, you know, that, that they're sitting next to the grievant. And every time, it just puts a bad taste in my mouth. You know, to paint me as a person, and everybody in this room knows me, aside from Hector, me and Hector don't know each other that long, but all of you that know me, know how I do things, know the person that I am, that I defend everyone equally, and, 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 and 
and to the end, you know, and to see myself sitting there, you know, for 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 something that you know to me was just unnecessary. It was just unnecessary, and to hear the things that were said to me about me is unnecessary, <laughs> you know, and to hear the things that they used, you know, was unnecessary, and. And it's not worth it. Look, I come in, do my job, and go home. I, I, I feel you because I was in that situation. I got, I got put on, on the street also, you know, for something that it, it, I it had every right to because I was a shop steward. You know, they, they took me screaming in that office as disrespectful for them. But as a shop steward, I'm allowed to be in the same level as management. But now with this new uh, law that came by with the well, labor law, well, well, now no, we no. have to be very, very no, careful. No, 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 The thing is, is with the new labor law, it's because uh, when I was in panel and they uh, brought that up about, you know, how um, that I, I go crazy or whatever, but I'm passionate about what I do. Yeah, me there's too. No, there's no law against that. And, uh, and the panel showed that, that the arbitrator himself said that you will bump heads. You're a steward, you will bump heads. Now, that, you know, if I may speak freely, it's like if I say Rosario's a, a, a manager and I go to Rosario, you know what, you're wrong, you're a liar, right? That's not, you can't compare that to saying you're a fucking liar, you're a piece of shit. You know, it's a different thing. And for the, all those stewards that are new out there, you gotta understand there's, there's a certain way you have to compose yourself. You will bump heads. There will be things that will be disagreed upon. And you know, I, I, I'm just a passionate steward. I've always been known as a passionate steward because I fight for every single one of my, of my members. Be it in driving, be it on the floor. You know, and I've had different members from different classifications come to me. You know, so I, 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 fight, I fight the fight the same. And you know how I fight that fight? The right way, where you shouldn't lose your job. You know, I fight the right way. That management is managers. If managers is wrong, then they're wrong. But then again, if the if the if the member's wrong, you know, sometimes you gotta eat crow. There's there's there's, there's two sides to every story. So don't assume that because you're in a union, that you're that you have this right. this, this shield over right. you that you can't be touched. That anything you do, there will be no consequences for. And that's the main thing that we have to understand right. as local 804 and his international brother Teamsters members. And let me tell you something. The stewards only could fight the truth. That's right. Like we yeah. can't, and yeah. even a BA, we yeah. can't fight a lie. Don't we could definitely lie fight the truth. To your steward. Do Don't. not lie. Just say, I'm telling you, you will, get, you will get out of the situation you're in by telling the truth. Yeah. Because we can't, the stewards can't fight a lie. No. You know, and, 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 this, and, this, and I'm going to tell you something. The stewards are the first line of defense, definitely, because they are the ones who's going to prevent them from even going to panel. They are the ones who's going to fight for you in that office, or they're going to give them, yo, they're going to give them their all to make sure that that shit don't go to panel. Nope. So you got to be truthful to your shop steward and your BA. After your BA don't get involved because low level hearing, the shop stewards take care of it first. I prefer a shop steward to take care a member at the center, at your house, without having anybody That's else right. come in. That's, That's right. it. How many times do we tell a member to be truthful, right? We go in the office, and the company presents more information. We pull a caucus. What happened? I told you, that's what happened. We go back in. Company presents more information. We got to go back, back out, out to caucus again. All right? Yo, right. dude, what's up? Yeah, I'm telling you, that's what it is. Uh, so now the company lays it out. Yeah. All the information. 
So now he wants to talk out. He or she wants to talk outside. Well, you know, it it it, ha it didn't really happen that way. And now they want to be truthful. Right. Why should we go through those steps? That's right. You know. We are, we're like your lawyers. You know, you have to be straight up with us. From, exactly. From the dress hall. And if they ask you a question, you better be better known they already have the answer. They Obviously, just want yeah. you to lie through They're that investigation. For you to lie. Because they really don't have shit on you. No, no. But if you lie, that's when they got I you. I had a situation. They already have the answers to the test. Yeah, they already I, have them. They I already got it. Yeah, they, I had just a, want you to, they just want you to be dishonest. I had a situation. That's all they want. I had a situation with uh, with a driver, right? And uh, manager asked him a question, has the information in front of him? So I said, well, you got the information in front of you, you know? And he said, well, no, I want him to answer. I said, but you got the information. You have the, 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 the information in front of you. Why would you ask him, like, what time he left the building? What? You have the information in front of you. That this is the things that they do. And a, lot, and a lot of us don't know that. If they ask you a question, 95% of the time, they have the answer to it. All right. I want to big shout out to Mr. Wright for coming in on the show and answering a couple questions. Thank you. I want to thank all the stewards here that came out from Forster Avenue, Mr. Juan Acosta, Hell Dave yeah. Cockrell, Antoine Andrews, Esther, uh, Jamie Holligan. I want to thank don't you all for Brother showing Braswell. up. And don't forget Eugene, Brother Braswell. He's still on the phone. Forgot me again. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> what are you I sipping on? Fine. I, I knew you was there, Braz. <laughs> oh, can I make a shout out real yes, quick? Yes, absolutely. You, Braswell wants I, to make a shout out. I would like to make a shout out to all my friends in the labor department. Um, I'll, I hope to see you guys on October 17th in the in Force Avenue building. That's and right remember, to, to my friends in labor, Black Lives Matter. Wow, nice. <laughs> wow. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. That's it. I want to give right. a shout out to the women of Forster Avenue who are having their first female women's caucus on the 9th of October. And they are going to have their first meeting for the women of Forster Avenue. There's a, it's actually, second it's actually the second annual? Okay, so we're having the second annual women's caucus. They're, they're getting together, they're having a, a group of women are getting together and they're gonna have a huge meeting. Where? I wanna thank them, at, by the train station. That'll be at 7.45, I'm gonna say 7.30 because some women could be fashionably late. <laughs> Just to get them there on and time. That's, that's for all the members, drivers, uh, it's for the women, but if drivers want it's, to show up and show some support, that would be well. It's a day. It's a day of recognition for it's the female workers, and uh, all drivers are welcome. Absolutely. That's right. You're listening to the What the Heck Show. If you didn't hear the beginning of the show, it will be on the show reel on Mixler, and then it will be on podcast later on tonight. But and as always, you can hear the podcast on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we also have it on Google Play. Uh, Mr. Cockrell, you got something you want to say? I want to give a shout out to the Ocean Hill Safety Committee. Uh, Michael Stokes, Kwame Wade, G. Williams, Eddie Gonzalez, and Jamie Holligan. You all, you all are doing an outstanding job. And keep it up. Outstanding job. Give, outstanding. Give, give the mic to Antoine. While you're at it, I'd like to, again, commend the members of the Safety Committee. Angelique Dawkins, Naylon McKee, Collado, and... Sean. Sean all right, so all right, so here's here's the other thing. Um, again, you know, if you got if you take anything from this, I would like all the members to participate and get involved. And remember that your vote counts, and it's important to stand up, like we did in, for example, in Force Avenue for our brother Franco, That's who right. was reinstated, and, and we're That's continuing right. to make him whole. 
um, because the company wants five days of suspension, he actually did nothing wrong. Absolutely. So, um, you know, stand up for what you believe in and stand up for dignity and respect. And with, with strength, we'll get unity, brothers and sisters. I thank That's you. That's right, brother. Amen. An injury to one is an injury to all. Juan Real quick, I want to thank my safety committee members too, uh, Leonard Goodman, Michael Pritchard, and Ryan Elder, and the recently departed, you know, uh, Santiago. I mean, it, it's sad, but you know what? He was a very integral part of uh, Times Plaza safety. And, you know, my safety committee, they're great. They did their jobs, and they will continue doing their jobs. All right. And I thank all the safety committees in Foster Avenue as well as well as Local 804. Thank you. And that's a big... I got Vinny Guasta from the safety committee for Hamilton Center. Big, big shout-out. Esther Curry, would you like to shout-out anybody? I'd like to give a shout-out to all the preloaders. And remember, the union starts with you. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, so there you have, we have the whole big staff here in the backyard in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate all next the week, Foster Avenue stewards coming out. Next week, we don't have a special guest calling up, I guess. I don't know. No one has called me, but we're going to be in another member's house in Long Island, Merrick, Long Island. Are we? Yes. Oh, wow. We'll, we'll, right. we'll announce it during the week. We're going to be in another backyard, freezing our asses off, but whatever. <laughs> we'll bring this the is, fire pit. This, we'll this radio pit. station is for the members, by the members. You have your host, Tony Rosario and Jamie Holligan. Right? That's good. Did yeah. I say it right? You said it right. Yeah, hooligan. Right. Hooligan. It's hooligan. I'm not a hooligan. All right. I'm a hooligan. So if you didn't get the show in the beginning of the show, you can go to Show Real right after this. And uh, we'll put it on podcast later on. Don't forget right. to thank Mr. Mr. Wright for coming on the show. Yes, Mr. Wright. Mr. Wright I want to thank also Mark Cohen for calling in also. And Roswell. We and forgot Eugene about Roswell, Roswell. <laughs> And Eugene Roswell. Roswell. What are you sipping on, fool? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you, uh, and I have a good week, it. and peace out, my brothers and sisters. And as always, you can catch us on Spotify, Google Play. We're on uh, Podomatic. And as always, solidarity. We're here to put the U back in union. Stay united, brothers and sisters. Have a good night.
Power Radio every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.